You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week we present a pub quiz style program with four rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each, in addition to a music round and bonus anagram. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Similar to a pub quiz experience, we serve up a fun mix of trivia as well as friendly banter. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 153 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. How you doing, Kel? Oh, pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I miss you very much. I miss you. I hope that the beginning of your school year is going well. Yeah, it's been a bit hectic, but going well. Big hugs to all of our educator listeners out there. I know this time of year can be a little bit of a rough transition, but... Yeah, summer forever. (laughs) (laughs) Endless summer. Instead of about surfers, it's just about teachers that don't want to go back to work. Yeah, right? That's not what it's about? (laughs) Mm, You know. No. Anyways, everybody has one more week to check out our visual round. Next week, we will be revealing those answers. It is on our website, and it is a fun one, music-based. Also, a few more five-star reviews have filtered in. Thank you again so much. Please keep these coming. We love them. Special thanks to TP Rocks as well as CCLL89. We really appreciate it when people take the time to say kind words and boost our show. It means a lot. Also, we had a new patron. So huge shout out to Shayna. Hi, Shayna. Thank you, Shayna. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is Jock Minds. J-O-C-K-M-I-N-E-S. And the question that goes with this anagram is, what English musician is the last original band member of the rock band Foreigner? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Summer Lovin'. Turn up the heat with this summer-themed general knowledge round. How hot has it been in Kansas lately, Kelly? Very hot. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. You know, it's actually been cooler in Southern California than it has been in my home state of Oregon. Oregon's been catching some heat waves. Yeah, I'm hoping these are mostly behind us, but here we go. Here we go. Question number one. What 2004 cult classic indie comedy film gave us the phrase, vote for summer? Question number two. What English female pop group scored a top 10 hit with their 1983 single, Cruel Summer? Question number three. What year was the iconic surf documentary, The Endless Summer, released? You must be within three years for a point. Question number four. The 1984 pop rock hit, Boys of Summer, was released by what member of the rock group, The Eagles? Question number five. 
Question number five. What city hosted the 2016 Summer Olympics? Question number six. In the popular 2019 psychological folk horror film Midsummer, what English actress portrays the female lead role of Danny? Question number seven. Queen of Disco Donna Summer was born in what major U.S. city that is also home to Fenway Park? Question number eight. In the 1978 Grease soundtrack song, Summer Loving, what are the two opening lines that also start with the word summer? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round number one, Summer Lovin'. Question number one. The 2004 indie comedy film that gave us the phrase, vote for summer, is Napoleon Dynamite. Have you seen this one? Um, <laughs> I think I'm familiar. I feel like there's a time machine and some tater tots, so obviously it's up my alley. Oh. I'm not <laughs> voting for summer. Do you know who I'm voting for? Who? Pedro Sanchez. Who else? <laughs> Best movie ever, question mark. Agreed. No question mark. Question number two. The pop group who scored a top 10 hit with their 1983 single, Cruel Summer, is Bananarama. Question number three. The iconic surf documentary, The Endless Summer, was released in 1966, and you needed to be within two years for a point. So if you guessed anywhere between 1964 and 1968, you get that point. Question number four. The 1984 pop rock hit, Boys of Summer, was released by Don Henley. Total dad rock. I mean, sometimes I don't change the radio station, though. I'm just going to admit that. What can you say? Well, you can say I do change it. <laughs> I kind of do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Question number five. The city that hosted the 2016 Summer Olympics was Rio de Janeiro. Question number six. In the psychological horror film Midsummer, the actress that portrays the role of Danny is... Florence Pugh. Love her. I do too. She was so good in this. Side note, she was also really great in the Black Widow movie. Yes, very good. Yeah, I was happy to see her join the MCU. Getting them dollars. Taking it to the bank. <laughs> Question number seven. Queen of Disco, Donna Summer, was born in Boston, Massachusetts. Donna Summer is a legend. She does have a little bit of a problematic past. Some homophobic 
comments here and there. Which is too bad. Oh, total bummer. I know, because her stuff is so great. I think in a live show, she said to some gay audience members, which is like, by the way, that's like half of your fan base. Right? <laughs> she said, Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I'll pray for you or something. I was like, no, girl. Uh, we don't need these thoughts and prayers. <laughs> we do not. I need tots and purrs and that's all. Mm-hmm. Question number eight. In the 1978 Grease soundtrack song, Summer Loving, the two opening lines are, Summer loving had me a blast. Summer loving happened so fast. I did just want to acknowledge the recent passing of Olivia Newton-John, which was super tragic. She battled cancer forever. She really did. And lost the fight. That's sad. And she was also an incredible talent. And what a rad resume. I mean, Xanadu, yes, please. So good. So good. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Wildin' Out. Let it all hang out with this music round consisting of songs with wild in the titles. You will get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Looking for adventure in whatever comes our way. Yeah, Sugar Pump Fairy came and hit the streets 
looking for soul food and a place to eat. Went to the Apollo. You should have seen him go, go, go. They said, hey, sugar. Here are the answers for round two, Wild and Out. Song number one was Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. Born to be wild. Song number two was Wild Thoughts by DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. When I was true, all I get is wild thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. Song number three was Wild Wild West by The Escape Club. Song number four was Wild Thing by Tone Loke. Let's do the wild thing. Wild thing. Song number five was Wild Wild Life by The Talking Heads. Song number six was Wild Ones by Flo Rida featuring Sia. Song number seven was Wild Night by John Mellencamp, featuring Michelle in Deggio Cello. And song number eight was Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed. I said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey Joe, take a walk on the wild side. Kind of a mixed bag, a little bit of a wild bunch, if you will, with these songs. It is a wild crew, but... I'm not super mad at it, though. There's some hits. Totally. And just as a reminder, when the recording artist is like a mix, like featuring multiple artists or something, if you get one of the main ones or if you exclude one of the others that are featured, you still get that point. For sure. If I had to choose a favorite on this list, it would be Walk on the Wild Side, though, just because it's so classic. Yeah, it is good. That'd probably be mine as well. It's so good. Love that bass line. Obviously, it was sampled in the Tribe Called Quest track. Can I kick it? Yes, can. can I kick it? Yes, can. can I kick it? Yes, also great. Good stuff, though. Moving on to round three. So round number three is a patron-dedicated round. This one goes out to Pietro, love that name, and his beautiful girlfriend, Deanna. Apparently, Deanna has recently got into wildlife photography. She loves animals and loves taking pictures, so obviously that is a match made in heaven, if you will. But they have an adorable cat, super cute couple, he requested a round on animals in her name, and he's going to get a little bit of a twist through here because <laughs> I do feel like maybe six episodes or something, I did some sort of wildlife round. But recently, I did another animal round that I presented at a live show. It is an animal round, but it is also an animal round with a twist. A fun twist. <laughs> a really fun twist. Every week at our live quizzes, I do a rainbow round because it is in the neighborhood of Long Beach. And I do like to highlight LGBTQ stuff, even if it's in the animal kingdom. I mix things up, but I keep it diverse. I keep it lively, etc. So I thought that this round would be well-received, question mark. <laughs> this round is called Wild Things. It is not just humans having all the fun. This round explores other queer activities that also occur naturally. 
in the animal kingdom. Thank you, Pietro and Deanna. Question number one. Sharing a name with the Best Picture nominated 2010 psychological thriller film, 25% of this type of bird pairings are of males. They steal nests or form temporary threesomes with females to obtain eggs, driving away the female after she lays the eggs. Question number two. This type of aquatic mammal, notorious for being frisky, often practiced sexual encounters between females that take the shape of beak genital propulsion, where one female inserts her beak in the genital opening of the other while swimming gently forward. Question number three. Residing on the island of St. Helena, at age 190, Jonathan is the oldest known living land animal and has been in a same-sex relationship since 1991, regularly mating despite his elderly status. What species is Jonathan? Question number four. There are only three types of known species in the animal kingdom wherein the males give birth to young. List one of them for a point. Question number five. Known for her intelligence, celebrity animal Coco was the same species as many of her peers who travel in all-male bachelor packs and practice homosexual behavior as a form of social bonding. Question number six. The Bremerhaven Zoo is located next to the River Weezer in the state of Lower Saxony and is home to three male pairs of penguins. Attempts to separate these pairs have resulted in protests. What country did this occur in? Question number seven. While not serving as the mascot for Toys R Us, a study revealed that 94% of mounting incidents between these African mammals take place between two males. Question number eight. Perhaps a glimpse into Nemo's future, in the world of this colorful hermaphroditic type of fish, females are larger, more dominant, and rule the school. If the dominant female dies, it is common for her male mate to transition genders, even acquiring the ability to reproduce and assume the role of leader. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, Wild Things. Question number one. Sharing a name with a 2010 psychological thriller film, the type of birds where 25% of the pairings are of males are 
black swans. So obviously a sharp contrast from humans. I think it's hilarious that they steal nests and form these t temporary threesomes with females just to kick her out and raise the cygnets though which are baby swans you know what i mean this is hilarious i know this is literally the opposite of what would happen in our species <laughs> like hey i just want to form this temporary threesome so i can raise your kids it's hilarious <laughs> black swans are gorgeous but then also just Side note, I do remember when I was gifted a pool float that was a black swan. I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be amazing. Really great goth pool toy. <laughs> I think I got like third degree burns. Right? <laughs> so hot. Unpractical. <laughs> yes. Question number two. The type of aquatic mammal notorious for being frisky, often practicing sexual encounters between females, are dolphins. Do you want to read that parenthetical comment? <laughs> sure. It says, bottle nose, yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's the beak genital propulsion, Kelly. I didn't make it up. All about that. It sounds made up. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I more mean the term, not the act. <laughs> Fair enough. I did include a picture of Lisa Frank's rainbow dolphins. So good. Love it. <laughs> Question number three. At age 190, Jonathan, the oldest known living land animal, whom also happens to be in a same-sex relationship since 1991, is a tortoise. Get it, Jonathan. So cute. 190. So I also shared a photo with Kelly of Jonathan, who is like rearing up. I mean, mouth open. Totally on his back legs and the caption says jonathan a world famous 190 year old gay giant tortoise in saint helena has officially become the oldest tortoise to have ever lived there's a little sub caption if you really squint and look at it and it says jonathan's libido shows no signs of slowing down <laughs> so silly <laughs> he does look active oh yeah I think he's been hitting those 7-Eleven counter temptation items. You know, they're like atomic torpedo or whatever. <laughs> a few pills here and there for Jonathan. Jonathan and his dude. His dude since 1991. Honestly, that's a long lasting relationship. That really is. Question number four. There are only three known species in the animal kingdom wherein the males give birth to young. You needed to list one of them for a point, and they are seahorses, pipefish, and sea dragons. Seahorses are so bizarre looking. I love them. They're so pretty. What cuties. Yeah. Question number five. Celeb animal Coco was the same species as many of her peers who practice homosexual behavior in all-male bachelor packs, and they are gorillas. <laughs> Question number six. The Bremerhaven Zoo is home to three male pairs of penguins. The zoo is located in Germany. 
So there was these pairs of male penguins that like coupled off and the zoo staff were troubled by it because I think they wanted them to breed. So not only did they bring in female penguins, they brought in female penguins from a Swedish zoo, which is hilarious because it's like, <laughs> here's your supermodel penguins. Right. <laughs> Then separated all the little boyfriend pairs. Sad. And people were ticked, yeah. even in Germany. And like protested and was like, hey, that's not right. Love is love. <laughs> love is love. <laughs> Question number seven. The African mammals where 94% of mounting incidents take place between two males are giraffes. That's a lot. Most of them. Large percentage there. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're population has survived that right <laughs> they must be doing a lot of mounting if six percent can manage they're also the tallest mammals but they do this foreplay kind of thing where they wrap their necks around each other and it literally is called necking cute <laughs> and when i was looking this up and there were like two male drafts necking and they were just like oh. pretzeling each other and i was like hi buds that's pretty cute mm -hmm. i don't need to see what's next but i did think that part was cute <laughs> <laughs> question number eight the colorful hermaphroditic type of fish where gender transitions are possible Acquiring the ability to reproduce and assume the role of leader are clownfish. I love that the females are the natural leaders. And then I also just love that they have the ability to be that flexible to assume different roles and still, you know, and then also even have babies. Super cute. Amazing. It gives me big hope for Nemo. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Pixar, get nuts on those sequels. Right? I'm here for it. Mm, we're here for it. <laughs> he was born with it, kids. We call it his lucky fan. Dad, see this tentacle? It's actually shorter than all my other tentacles. But you can't really tell, especially when I twirl it like this. Moving on to round four. Round number four is another patron dedicated round. This one goes out to Trevor and Josie. They are engaged and currently planning a wedding, which I'm sure can be pretty stressful. But hopefully this wedding themed round will not be stressful and will add a little bit of levity to your planning. Round number four is called Tie the Knot. This round is on wedding traditions around the globe. Thanks, y'all. Congratulations. Congratulations, you too. Question number one. What are the last two items referring to the things a bride is supposed to wear on her wedding day to have a successful marriage that complete the traditional rhyme that begins with something old, something new? Question number two. In what Scandinavian country is it an acceptable tradition for whenever the bride leaves the table, all the ladies at the reception are free to steal a kiss from the groom, and whenever the groom leaves the room, all surrounding gentlemen are free to plant a kiss on the bride? Question number three. In Indian culture, what kind of plant is used for the temporary tattoo adorned on the bride's body? Question number four. 
What large country is home to the Uyghur people who have a wedding custom of the groom shooting three arrows at his bride? Question number five. It's a Cuban custom that every man who dances with the bride must pin what on her dress? Question number six. What is the only African country where same-sex marriages are legal? Question number seven. After getting married, couples in what Central European country are presented with a large log and a saw? By sawing the log in half as a team, it is believed they are proving their ability to work together in overcoming tough obstacles. Question number eight. Today, divorce is only illegal in two countries, the Philippines, as well as what other country that is also considered the smallest country? We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, tie the knot. Question number one. The last two items referring to the things a bride is supposed to wear on her wedding day, starting with something old, something new, are something borrowed, something blue. Did you subscribe by these rules or no? Oh, I subscribe to very few rules. These were not included. <laughs> no. Question number two. The Scandinavian country where it is an acceptable tradition for wedding guests to steal kisses from the bride and groom is Sweden. So a few comments on this one. And I am Scandinavian and I am Swedish. Okay. <laughs> so obviously this is like really not COVID friendly. Weddings in general. <laughs> also the implication that it's okay to just like snatch a kiss from somebody that's almost off the table is like a little bit uh. kind of odd. <laughs> But I also just feel like, given this tradition, it might impact your wedding guest list because you're like, yeah, I don't want. I'm going to skip this kiss. <laughs> this kiss is not on my list. I'm not loving this. Mm -mm. Question number three. In Indian culture, the bride is adorned with plant-based tattoos made from henna. And we will also accept mendi, which I think is a term for the henna tattoos, but... You also get a point for that. Question number four. The large country that is home to the Uyghur people who have a custom where the groom shoots three arrows at his bride is China. It's pretty hilarious. The arrows don't have like sharp tips. It's just kind of like a wand. It's supposed to reference Cupid. So it's not as violent as it sounds on first read. But I also still wouldn't want to be on the other end of that. It doesn't seem like the first thing you want to do as a couple. <laughs> Question number five. It's a Cuban custom that every man who dances with the bride must pin money on her dress. And the reason behind that is because 
it is supposed to go towards the cost of the wedding. That's nice. A little cost sharing. <laughs> Money. What I really want to see is the. Money. I don't really need the D, I need the. Money. Question number six. The only African country where same-sex marriage is legal is South Africa. Which is really unfortunate. I mean, honestly, there are a lot of African countries where homosexuality is actually punishable by death. Bummer. Womp womp. Question number seven. The European country where the wedding couple saws a log in half as a team is Germany. This one's kind of fun. Break out the flannel, ladies. <laughs> it is cute and it is fun, but I wish that they would just do like a Stein holding or something. <laughs> That's good too. Question number eight. Divorce is only illegal in two countries, the Philippines and Vatican City. And that's because of the obvious religious roots. I do feel like the current Pope has sort of been a little bit more evolved. They've got a long way to go. Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. American serial killer and sex offender John Wayne Gacy regularly performed at children's hospitals and charity events as a clown under what name that is synonymous with a type of dance? Question number two. This red-haired British musician is best known for her 1989 hit, Come On and Get My Love, released with dance producer D-Mob. She also co-wrote the hits, recorded by other female pop artists, Can't Get You Out of My Head, Toxic, and I Kissed a Girl. Question number three. According to the Julian and Gregorian calendars, the year AD 1 immediately follows what year? Question number four. What is the name of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's son? Question number five. Having formed in 1974, what new wave rock band released the albums Eat to the Beat, Parallel Lines, and No Exit? Question number six. What are the two snack foods mentioned in the sportsy sing-along song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game? Question number seven. Who was the 20th U.S. president serving in 1881 for just six months due to his assassination, after which he was succeeded by his vice president, Chester A. Arthur? It's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. 
Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. John Wayne Gacy regularly performed at children's events as a clown under the name Pogo. Friend of the show. <laughs> no, bud. <laughs> no. Half point if you put patches because he also did a few events under patches. Pogo and patches. I hate it. Question number two. Did you hear that, Kel? Oh, big time. So if you correctly answered this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The red-haired British musician, best known for her 1989 hit, Come On and Get My Love, is Kathy Dennis. Question number three. According to the Julian and Gregorian calendars, the year AD 1 immediately follows 1 BC. I would have got this wrong had I not written this question. You'd think there's a zero, you know? <laughs> right? I would have gotten it wrong as well. Hey, Pop Quiz Kelly, what does AD and BC stand for? Before Christ <laughs> and after something. Isn't it Latin or something? I will probably butcher this pronunciation, but it's Anno Domini. Well, there you go. I knew it was some Latin something something. <laughs> Half point. Thanks. <laughs> I'll take it. Question number four. The name of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's son is Archie. So cute. Love this name. Back to back. Pop quiz, Kelly. Uh Oh, give it to me. What is the first name of their daughter? Lilibet. Yes. (laughs) Of course you got that one. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Super cute as well. Super cute. Question number five. The new wave rock band who released the albums Eat to the Beat Parallel Lines and No Exit is Blondie. Love them. Love Debbie Harry. So talented. Question number six. The two snack foods mentioned in the sportsy sing-along song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, are Peanuts and Cracker Jack. Is it just me or do I want to pluralize Cracker Jack, Cracker Jacks? I see that. That makes sense. No one wants a single Cracker Jack. No, I think Cracker Jack is the whole box, though. Wherein lies the dilemma. Ah, sure. It's like deer. I get it. Or fish. I don't like this. Which would not be as good of a pairing with peanuts, you know. (laughs) Peanuts and... Venison. (laughs) (laughs) Question number seven. The 20th U.S. president who served for just six months is James A. Garfield. A short and rough run. Yeah. (laughs) Question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Pogo. Kathy Dennis. 1 BC. Archie. Blondie. Peanuts and Cracker Jack. And James A. Garfield. And all of those answers include names of newspaper comics. My favorite is Kathy. I love that her expression is just ack <laughs> for everything. Totally just like not having it. Not having any of it. That's <laughs> pretty good. It's ridiculous. So I can't say that I pay attention to newspaper comics recently, but... I still ravage those word jumbles as well as the crosswords and the Sudoku. So no Mm. surprise there. I get pretty crazy, Kelly. It gets freaking wild. (laughs) (laughs) Returning to our bonus anagram of the week. Our bonus anagram this week was 
Jock Mines. Which sounds like a gay bar. Sure does. There is a local Long Beach gay bar called the Mine Shaft. And I have seen many a jock strap <laughs> parading around the mine shaft. <laughs> the question that went with this anagram was, what English musician is the last original band member of the rock band Foreigner? And the answer is Mick Jones. Jock Mines scrambles up to be Mick Jones. I mean, I could kind of take or leave most of Foreigner's catalog, but I do love Fortunate Son, in particular the Cat Power cover. Yeah, so, you know, mostly Cat Power, but... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mick Jones, step aside. (laughs) So I guess that does it, Kelly. Nice work. Yeah, thanks thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. Closing out the month. Thanks for listening and supporting our show. Talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. We hope you enjoyed playing along. If you did, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple iTunes to help boost our show ratings and get the word out. We might even give you a shout-out on a future episode. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any feedback. Our email is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com and our website is triviatimepodcast.com. On our website, you can find a printable PDF scoring sheet, which you can use to play along with every episode. We also have links to past episodes, monthly bonus visual rounds, exciting announcements, and more. Follow us on social media for weekly answer reveals, round reveals, and exciting announcements. And if you find yourself in Southern California and want to catch one of our weekly live quizzes, Join us on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. in Long Beach at Beach Garden Social House. This week's background and answer break music was Seductive by Mackay Beats. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California and Lawrence, Kansas. Special thanks to our friends, families, and all of our trivia buddies. This episode has been hosted and written by Kelly Sharon and Ricky Lime, edited by Ricky Lime, and features an intro song by Ricky Lime. Until next time, later, later taters. taters.